One, two, three, four. I'll uh, I'll I'll slide those into place. Yeah, and we'll uh, and and hopefully it'll be fine. Hopefully it'll be okay. I think this is uh, I guess it's going to be a lot of trial and error anyway. Of course, everything always is trial and error. Ultimately, that's what Star Trek does. Not really. Mm-hmm. It's mostly well, working out the solution in like ten seconds, and then going yeah, like putting too much air in a balloon. Uh, yeah, exactly. You just get things uh, right on like your second or third. Yeah, go. basically, and never failing at anything. Simon and Schuster Audio Works presents Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Figure out what Darmok and Jalad means mm-hmm. at Tanagra. You find out within like a day or yeah. something. You work out an yeah. entire like species language. One go. Yeah, after years and years of other people trying and failing, yeah. but they just don't get it. But the only thing is that like he did die at the end of that episode, so it is a bit shame. He, he did. did die. So he you did know, die. he did sacrifice he did himself. Also, it was different because they did kidnap Picard. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Because they didn't hadn't done that before. They were just trying to just say shit to them, and they were like, "What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about?" About? What are you <laughs> <saying>? <laughs> like, they had to put, take Picard, teleport him down to a planet, and then be like, "Look, the monster! Look, Darmok <laughs> and Jalad at Tanagra. Look at the monster! It's his arms wide. His arms wide. His eyes red. What are you telling me? Stop it! Shut up!" Take me back to my ship. He was a stink or whatever. I don't remember. He just like <laughs> he draws the uh, Darmok on an island, ocean quiet or whatever, calm ocean. <laughs> he says, "Calm, calm, calm ocean." Calm ocean. He's cars like calm ocean. Oh, now I'm listening. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of. Dead Ensigns, a new Star Trek podcast where we watch Star Trek Discovery for the very first time. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to That's making great. this podcast with you, my friend. Let's let's use. I'll use that for now as a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Me doing my my uh, host voice, podcast host voice. Oh, uh, also hi, I'm Ben. Hello. Of the host. I, I need to find my podcast voice. That's that's the true <laughs> journey. <laughs> that's the voice. true journey within this pot making of this podcast. This Max ultimately Max finds this podcast the, voice. The Star Trek stuff is a backdrop to Max finding your confidence. Yeah, <laughs> and getting back out, which there is probably an episode the death of, of your wife. Yeah, the, <laughs> exactly. Which is probably <laughs> a episode of of Star Trek at some point. Wait, wait. It, w- it is literally uh, what uh, Barclay. Finding his confidence. Is a, that is a bug. By the episode, yeah, he, he goes into a holodeck to find mm-hmm. his. It makes a podcast within the holodeck, within the world of the holodeck. He makes a, he, he makes a holodeck version of, uh, I don't know, let's say, Geordie, Wesley, yeah. and Riker, and he starts a, uh, he starts a podcast with them, where they talk about. They talk about engineering. Yeah, they squish Riker a little bit. He squishes Riker to make him yeah. man right. <laughs> he squishes him down like uh, he squishes him down like the Doctor in Voyager. Yeah, you know <laughs> when he gets when he gets all tiny yeah, and squished because of the this because of the projectors. Yeah, the hollow projectors get uh, microscopically mm-hmm. smaller, so 
it like it's way exaggerated mm-hmm. for the way he actually displays him. But yeah, so we actually watched TNG Star Trek TNG together. We watched mm-hmm. DS9 together. Started approximately one year ago. Yeah, we also watched. Uh, yep. We watched Voyager, and then we watched. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, didn't I say that? <laughs> I don't think you did. Watch Voyager, then we watched Enterprise. No, 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 no. We watched the movies. We watched the TNG well, movies. Yeah. But we were kind of watching those as we went along. To be honest, we also yeah. watched the original series. Yeah, movies. we did also have that. Uh, we did. And then we watched Voyager and the Kelvin timelines. So yeah, we watched the Jajabrams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jajabrams. Yeah. And and. And you know what? The whole time we're sitting there and we're making jokes, we're making little riffs and bits and 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 sketches as we're going. You know, coming up with new characters that could have been on there that would have been really funny. Yeah. And the whole time we're thinking, well, we're recording this shit. Yeah. Huh? How can we squeeze this, is, this for money? This is audio gold. Yeah. This is like prime. You know, you're you're on your way to work. And you you're thinking about your favorite media property, and you're like, I need to be listening to a podcast about that. Yeah, I need uh, right I need a parasocial relationship with someone right now. <laughs> if there's one thing my life is missing, it's parasocial relationship. Yeah, with with people. Well, you turn off morning Morning Glory by Ween, and then you, you put on our podcast. Your, yeah, <laughs> you pop out your your uh, your Ween your cassette. <laughs> Uh, your pure guava tape, you throw it out the window, yeah. frisbee it out the window, and it lands on the side of the of the motorway. Yeah, and you're like, all right, I need to be listening to Dead Ends. Dead Ends podcast. Exactly. I like that name. It's solid. I'm glad you came up. Yeah, with it. thank you. It was good because I was struggling. Thank you. I was struggling. The only thing I could have thought of was like Picard voice, <laughs> <laughs> like in asterisks, like asterisk Picard voice. Asterisk. Yeah, we had that because it's a funny voice to do. Yeah, we do, you did do a lot of funny voices while we were watching. I love if, if there was something somebody should know. I'm kind of a funny voice guy. Yeah, he, I uh, kind of like that. Make oh, number one, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of guy. He's the residence voice guy. I'm kind of the resident voice guy, and I'm just kind of a dude, I guess, at some point. In my life, just kind of the everyman. Yeah, I think I am, and also a a a, a, I have a exotic accent, I guess, if you want. (laughs) (laughs) The far off land of Poland. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wonder what Poland. I don't think Poland ever popped up in any episodes of Star Trek. I mean, there were Polish descendant characters. Oh yeah, of course we have uh, Polaski. Polaski, which was the. She straight up has pole in her name. Yeah, Paul, yeah, she does, and also is hated by every single person Everybody that ever her. watched yeah. uh, Star Trek. To be fair, she is an asshole. Yeah, she was uh, prejudiced against androids. She was, she was kind of racist yeah. against androids, which, as later episodes prove, is its own race. So, yeah, racism. Speaking of. Androids in general, mm-hmm. with I guess uh, should we start talking about Discovery? I guess a little bit. Guess, well, we kind of talked about how we t- 
<laughs> we haven't given context for like why we're recording. Oh now. yeah, we I think went, we just said Lewis. We so uh, we we watched Star Trek anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Star Trek, and then we're like. We should watch Discovery, but Discovery is obviously a lot more um, serialized TV show, uh, you know, even more so than than DS9. Yeah. Where it's like each episode does lead into the, the plot of the next one, you know, they're setting up a lot of stuff. So we're not going to be able to watch it in the same way that we watched everything else, where it's just like, okay, well, I'm working from home, you're working from home, let me just fucking put on TNG. And we'll watch some episodes of TNG while we work. Over the internet. Yeah. Over the we can't really do that with Discovery. So, well, you know what? While if we're going to be watching it in our free time, like on the weekends or whatever, why not just, you know, record our thoughts as well? Throw them out there. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into, maybe if there's big Trek news, we can talk about that. We can talk about, what I don't know, joke about things. Yeah. We thought ourselves that maybe looking at the content that's already out there when it comes to podcasts, it does seem a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I used to watch Star Trek when we were a kid, I was a kid, and you know, big time Trekkies, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, there's not, there's no, there's no beginner stuff, there's no like, oh yeah, I started watching Star Trek when I was uh, 55 years old. Yeah, exactly. Like, I started watching Star Trek when I was in the womb, that's how everybody else is. Yeah, exactly. So we thought, mm-hmm. why not give a little bit of a perspective of someone that just got into uh, into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. almost like we get the ability to retrospectively look at it in within today's climate, and also look at it with fresh eyes at the same time. But and also not be blinded by nostalgia. Not be blinded by nostalgia and think that um, the DS Nine is bad. The DS Nine is bad, and, and instead we can we can see it with clear eyes and know that DS Nine is bad yeah, purely. Yeah, purely from objective point of view. Exactly. Or, or we can say that uh, the intro song for Star Trek Enterprise is actually the best intro. It's song. actually very, you know. We watched like a couple episodes, and I was like, "I'm I hate this." You know, I like that song now. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it Stockholm syndromed me. Yeah, into into I wanted the Enterprise to succeed in the, by the end. Yeah, exactly. And they have the they have the first variant, uh, which is pretty cool. But then they have. The second variant that's like more after, acoustic, right? Yeah, after the in-universe nine eleven, yeah, it becomes more country. Yeah, it becomes more mm-hmm. country, and then uh, then we have the mirror variant. Yeah, they have mirror the mirror universe, universe variant, which is dark. The the Terran Empire subjugation, which I love. Yeah, I love the Terran Empire. I love subjugating people. You know, it's fun. But we watched the first episode of Discovery, a Vulcan hello. Yeah. And I don't even, like, that's the thing. Not a lot of stuff happens, right? We get the new design of the Klingons in this one, which is like... Which uh, is <laughs> thumbs down. That's a big thumbs down for me. Because it's like, didn't, so, hold on. First of all, that Voyager set up, like, okay, the Klingons look like the original series one. So I guess they had another shift 
because of a disease or something genetic uh, engineering based disease. Yeah, we don't turn them all into fucking urukai or whatever. Yeah, it does. They do like the al- uh, albino, uh, like Klingon albino. The albino Klingon gets. He does genuinely look like the bad guy from. From the, the from the Hobbit, the right? Where he's, yeah. he's just he's just missing the 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 big spike that he has on his right hand or whatever, or left arm or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But yeah, like they did. Like it's weird to like I don't really know what inspired that did that design to make him that way, right? Because like, well, I guess it's like at this point, this is the supposed to be the new generation of of this era of star trek i guess right yeah because you had tng which was a big like okay it's been like what tw- like 15 years or something mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less 10 years i don't know but it's been a, a long time since we've had a new star trek as a show we've had a couple movies mm-hmm. but they're kind of campy they're kind of silly this is the new trek so we need to we need to reinvent stuff. This is these are the Klingons now. Look at Worf. Look, the Klingons are in the Starfleet. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I feel like they want to have a similar thing where it's like here's here's the new trick for the twenty tens. Yeah. These are what the Klingons look like now. Yeah. This is our Klingon. This is our Klingons. These are our Klingons. Get used to them. <laughs> You can't do anything. No matter how much you complain about it, this is how they stay. You know, no amount of whining will get rid of these Klingons. Yeah, it, I don't know why, but it also kind of reminds me of just like you know. Remember that TNG episode where everybody gets like devolved into like their like primal things, whatever. It's not even like specifically their primal things. They just kind of become like animals within their world no i genuinely think it was no it was like because like picard becomes a capucin monkey or whatever it was like a but not not lemur was it like a lemur? i don't think all of the humans became monkeys <laughs> did they <laughs> no 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 and on top of that they wouldn't become like lemurs and shit they would become like <laughs> chimp they would become like apes <laughs> I guess primate. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but like Worf became like Diana became a frog. Yeah, so, Diana you know. <laughs> became a frog, and Worf became a beetle, a large beetle, wasn't it? It was just like a beetle that um, roamed around. Wasn't it like a giant? I thought it was like a giant, like pig creature. No, it was, it was like, like no, it was no. like Ganondorf. He became like pig Ganon. <laughs> no, it was like a, I don't specifically remember that he had like an exoskeleton on. Like he was, that, so you're that, saying that's what these Klingons are? Though. No, but like you know, I don't know. Maybe it was someone. <laughs> They've all been primarily revived. <laughs> they revived the revived. I just the here's the thing. Ultimately, I just don't like them. I think they're not a great. Yeah. Player. Even even from a like uh, in the context of Klingons, just generally, they're very boring. Yeah, and like they're big. They're big orc guys. It's kind of like I don't know. It does remind me of like uh, the. Like look, like listening to the actual like actor that's like the main Klingon, the main Klingon baddie, I guess, or like the mm-hmm. the the main bad Klingon. He yeah. when he talks, especially in like when he actually <laughs> talks, like a lot of the dialogue is all in like pure Klingon, and it's yep. just subtitled. When he actually speaks English, he ends up like really struggling with the teeth that he has. The prosthetic teeth that he has got in his mouth, yeah. which is <laughs> yeah. quite funny, because like, like Worf basically had the same issue for like the 
few like couple of not couple but like the seasons basically beginning I mean, seasons and then yeah well you st- I think couple works because the first season he maybe talks like five times yeah you does right. not do a lot yeah do we got Tasha Ra- uh, Tasha Yar right uh, mm-hmm. before yeah, we yeah, yeah. before yeah. we it, she gets killed by a Sadhu and Worf yeah. gets to jump in there and become a security yeah. officer. Now we got Michael Dorn. Now he's the security man. Yeah, and we have like the entire thing. Like I was when we were watching it, I was like trying to figure out what the like different insignias on the Starfleet uniforms mean and stuff like that. But like I could not tell the difference between the the especially the the officer uniforms and the engineering uniforms. So this is this is yeah that that leads into another point I wanted to make. Generally, it's like I <laughs> I know when this is supposed to take place, but only because I looked it up. But watching the show, I don't get any idea of like when is this supposed to be. Yeah. And I don't want to like I personally I don't feel like a show should be like too tied down with its like continuity or whatever. I don't think it matters too much because it's like whatever. It's just a TV show. But with the way that this show handles it, so far I feel like I'm watching it, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a a Kelvin timeline, like alternate dimension thing? Because it's like everything looks different, but it's supposedly supposed to take place like 10 years before the original series. Yeah. It doesn't, it just, I just don't. I don't get. It. I guess maybe the original series has been retconned to, into looking like the the J.J. Abrams movies. Is the idea? Yeah, and like so maybe now we're supposed to just sort of be like, okay, well, after this, we have the original series, but in your head, imagine it all looks like the J.J. Abrams films. <laughs> it's the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Please, Please imagine hold. it in your head. Yeah, this iconic look this. of the original series make it look mm-hmm. completely different to what. what and I guess like. to that degree, uh, the trouble with Tribbles episode of DS Nine, we're also supposed to imagine doesn't look. Like yeah, that it anymore. looks. Yeah, <laughs> it looks <laughs> like the JJ Abrams movies. You should remaster it to look like this. <laughs> uh, That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, so it's like an, oh yeah, I was going to mention the fact we go uh, we. We end up going onto the bridge. We we see like mm-hmm. a bit of the bridge crew. Like they they're on the desert. They get robot. rescued because they make like yeah. a big federation logo on the on the on the thing on the. On and they're the, looking. They're looking down at them from space. Go look! Look the federation logo. Yeah, yeah. They got there the, it is. <laughs> they got the big magnifying like you know apparatus, and they're yeah. like oh, <laughs> all of those like dust everywhere, and you could also. <laughs> The captain trying very hard to make this uh, like a, a a teaching moment for our protagonist, yeah. uh, Michael Michael Burnham. Yeah, trying very hard to be like you could just tell her what's going on, but you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. What are you doing, Captain? Oh, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> actually pre- definitely got uh, doing this for a reason though. Wandering around in was it, Yeah, it is pretty funny because like we we also watch uh, below decks. Right, the lower decks. The lower yeah, decks. I mean, the first, let's see, two seasons. Of yeah, we watched it, yeah. and it's pretty funny because, like, that show, like, a big like thing about in that show goes about like talks about the theme of it is like ensigns, like the lower deck people don't know what's going on and how that's bad. Yeah. You know, it's a big part of the show. Yeah, yeah. A big part of the show is like you know, like that not transferring information or like like keeping people in the loop. Is a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, 
and you got like this like oh yeah we're just gonna wander around and i'm i could clearly like explain to you what i'm doing but we're even more than that we could like split up and get this done in half the time yeah you know you go that way i go this way no but it's um it's uh, it might look a bit wonky if you do it that way yeah exactly because our our captain georgiu she she perfectly saw the image she was making in her mind. Yeah, she, how far along she was. She didn't want her uh, artistic interpretation of the the Federation <laughs> logo to be, you know, tainted by two mm-hmm. visions, right? As an, she had she had her own way of going with it. Yeah, she, she didn't want she didn't want fucking stupid ass Klingon raised Michaels to to go and fucking fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe add like a little flourish that she didn't want in the. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, there's like a little Nike swoosh at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have that. They get rescued, of course. They we get yeah. we get a rare sight of a of a Federation ship floating down into an atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is not mm-hmm. something that like it. We f- I think the first time that happens is in like Voyager, right? That's it kind is of- Voyager. They have that big expensive so the big thing that they showed off at the beginning of tng was the like um separation and then re recoupling of the saucer and the and the battle deck that was their big thing to like look at our big fancy moments Mm -hmm. the voyager one was look at look the ship is landing on the planet now and it was like this looks (laughs) yeah it was like (laughs) and then they never do it again (laughs) yeah it's it's got like these little tiny they land other times but they don't they don't do that animation yeah that's it little tiny legs that come out and it looks like super top heavy as if it's gonna like land on its like face forward Mm -hmm. the source is just gonna tilt forward and (laughs) bite into the ground it does uh but yeah so we get like finally we get, end up getting the the actual to the actual bridge of yeah uh, we get to see the the robot character who in the subtitles is referred to as robot yeah so we can only assume that I guess I guess there is I guess there are robot I get so I, my assumption is. That that the, the robot on the bridge. This is a nitpick, so I don't want to. I don't want to like. I'm not going to use it as like. A, and that's why Star Trek Discovery is the worst show ever made because the fucking robot is there. It doesn't make any sense. But I guess my rationalizing of it is that the robot is from a cybernetic race or something, and that's why it's there. Yeah, and uh, it's not like a a pre data or a pre Noonian thing android i guess yeah that tends to be like uh like even like all the new star trek stuff like i'm uh, not i'm not even not new because it's like uh when we think about the kelvin timeline and stuff we had an android in there i remember we were watching android it and we're all like oh is that guy supposed to be an android because he's got like weird eyes and whatever and then i mm. looked it up oh yeah and he was supposed to be an android so like it does seem like the a lot of like the new like content for Star Trek, they really like to put in like androids in there too. I mean, it does make it seem more feel more sci-fi. Sci-fi, right? yeah. You have, like robots hanging around, <laughs> who are like beep boop, beep boop. Yeah, do not oppress me, beep boop. Yeah, I am a human too. I have rights. Not human. I, I have a... rights rather than I am better than a human. Yeah, I have my own rights. Yeah, <laughs> beep boop. Yeah. So, 
What else? So they, they, they're on the, the, the bridge. They find like some stupid stuff. Like some, they destroy like a, like a satellite or something. Like no, they fight. They, they have to go to a the, satellite. Yeah, because they got like it's been broken. And the, at first, they're like, oh, you know, it just got hit by an asteroid or some shit. But they're like, no, yeah, something wanted us to see that it was broken. Yeah, because they were like, and yeah. they see this tiny little like artifact in this in this uh in this asteroid field. Yeah. In this bi- a binary uh, sun system, mm. solar system, I don't know, um, that's just sitting over there. And they're like, oh, well, we need to go over there and look at it, but we can't bring the ship any closer. Mm-hmm. So Michael Michael is like, I'll, I'll get in the suit and I'll fly over there. Yeah, because they're like, uh, the shuttle pods or whatever, mm-hmm. they can't do it because they're, like, do they're it. not maneuverable enough, you know. Yep. So she has to do a spacewalk. She has to go and thrust her herself over to the thing. She goes and does it. Everybody's like, well, if you do that, it, within 20 minutes, your DNA is going to start just, like, leaking out of your body. Yeah. And she's, and she's like, like, no, that's cool. I, that's fine. I can do it for 20 minutes. It's fine. I can do it in 19. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it in 19 minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> yeah. On the dot. Um, on the dock. Yeah, but <laughs> they're just like, all right, okay, whatever. She flies over there, lands. She's like, this structure is beautiful. Yeah, and this is this device, this artifact is so intricate and beautiful. Meanwhile, it's like this just looks like some CGI fucking twist and turny bullshit yeah, thing. It does looks kind of stupid, but she's like, this architecture is fucking incredible and in- intricate. Yeah, and she's like, uh, she's like, oh, it's like made of metal, and she's she's got like this is like there's an exoskeleton of metal outside of something's inside, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then she just she just like that. She just like turns around, <laughs> and yeah. there's uh, there's a dude standing there because you don't know, we don't know at this point what the <laughs> what yeah. what these people are, right? We don't we have yeah. we have no idea what. Klingon drip when it comes to coming out of you know. Well, she she uh she no she knows it's a Klingon because she's like she oh yeah she zooms when she's in looking at the outside she yeah she's like running her hand across the metal of the uh the, the thing that she's on and she sees the little Klingon no that's logo. on his suit that's on she zooms in on his suit and he's got like I the little the, insignia the, the of the three well. blades I'm pretty sure right either way. <laughs> <laughs> she does find out that it's going on either way. She sees the insignia on one of those places. One of us is right. It doesn't matter which. the The effect of of that is that she knows it's Klingon now, and we uh we we find out that oh her 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 dark past is that Klingons uh, blew up her family. Yeah, and then she had to get raised by stupid Vulcans instead. Yeah, it, it, she got raised by Sarek. Sarek, which. It couldn't be anyone else. It had to be Sarek, which is Spock's dad, for everybody that doesn't know. I guess for the era, I guess because maybe a lot of Vulcans were still like, "Mm, humans are stupid and smell like doo-doo. I don't want to raise one. Yeah, we... we, But Sarek has a a, (laughs) a whole human wife. Yeah. That's the J.J. Abrams movies put. Yeah. And so... (laughs) So he's he's used to the human doo-doo smell. Yeah, we do establish that, like, for, like, I don't know, like, two seasons of Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, where, like, 
to pause on the ship and every single time that any other Vulcan appears and talks to Tapal, he's like, How can you stand the smell? Yeah. And she's like, How Well can I you stand I, the disgusting human smell. It smells like fucking doo doo poopy in here. Yeah, I get used to it. And also I take a yeah. numbing agent for, for my nostrils or whatever. <laughs> you know? like, also medication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's mm. it's a I like it's kind of weird, like, I remember Enterprise, that was, like, a running joke. Like, humans yeah. smell awful! It's just like, Ugh! Fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be sick if I have to be on this stupid spaceship any longer. Blah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. So, she has a sad backstory. She's basically kind of like the what happens to Worf. You know how Worf's whole planet was blown up by Romulans? So he was raised by humans? Yeah. Her whole planet was blown up by Klingons, so she was raised by Vulcans. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple as that. She's a wharf. She is a wharf. She's Vulcan wharf. Instead of honor and humanity, it's it's logic. No, human wharf, you would say, right? Human wharf. Human wharf. Human wharf. Because yeah. he's... Whatever. He's Klingon. He's a... <laughs> yeah. He's a guy, and she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's a guy. <laughs> and she's she's a... raised by... Vulcan, and he's raised by a human. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, yeah, she like uh, <laughs> no wait is that no she like flies. Into... She shoots the guy. No, she, she shoots. No, she doesn't shoot the guy. She like he goes like he, they, oh, they, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. The, like the stupid batleth which I hate and. The new battlers look like fuckers, fucking shit. Yeah, they stupid. look very stupid and like I don't know, like I don't know what. So she flies into him and he stabs himself with the battle. Yeah, I guess. yeah, and then and then he drifts away into space, and she's like, "Well, I guess I got to go home now." No, he doesn't and drift away, away into space. They purposefully had to make it so oh. uh, he his body's recoverable, like so they can recover it. So they make oh, yeah, it so their body gets impaled into the ship with the batleth, so mm-hmm. they could have the body still right, there. Right, right. And then she passes. She like cracks the helmet and starts flying around into in the space. Does she fly back? We don't. I she, think she flies back far enough, and then they beam her yeah, back on board. Yeah, that's pro- yeah, that's what happens. And she gets like taken to the sick bay, basically. And like, mm-hmm. I like the idea that like, uh, she's just yeah. She she get. I think that's when she gets the. The, the the flashback with the yeah we see her in in in, in school mm-hmm. in school and she's she's the there's a <laughs> the, the Vulcan balls the, the Vulcan there's balls a fucking, there's apparently a, a a school program for Klingon atrocities yeah yeah there is and the school program is just like how many how many humans did the Klingon slay on this planet how many survivors how many survivors how many survivors were there how many people died. Whose parents died at the at the Klingon explosion? Name the parents. <laughs> name, name the parents who were killed. Yeah, it's a uh, name the last surviving member of this colony yeah. destroyed by Klingons. Yeah, it's it's she's, she's like stop, 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 and then Sarek right comes around. And she's like, yeah. it's your human heart or whatever that gets in the <laughs> way. And she's like, come he's on, just like, he's just like fucking get over <laughs> it, lol. <laughs> get, yeah. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then she wakes up and she's like, she's like, we have to. It's just the Klingon. She runs to the bridge, her DNA leaking out <laughs> of every sore in her body, 
And she goes, it's the Klingons, the Klingons are here. And they're all like, Klingon, we haven't seen the Klingons in 100 years. And we haven't seen the Klingons in exactly 100 years now. Yeah, and she's like, you must have uh, seen the footage from like the helmet, right? That she has. No, no, that got corrupted. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> it's all scrambled. So then they believe her anyway. They're like, okay. No, well, no, 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 no. It's because the captain puts her trust in yeah. her. That's why. It's yeah, like more rather. It's, anyway. it's rather not like, you know. Oh, you know, I actually believe you. It's like, oh, you know, I believe you because I know you, you know, sort of thing. It's supposed yeah, to be like okay, an emotional okay, right. connection between the captain yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. her number yeah, one, you yeah. know. So they they find the Klingons in a big, big ship, big warbird. Yeah. No, big Wait, bird it, of prey, it, it, it turns off its cloak, right? Yeah. They do something to, to make it turn off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like... Know, I, some sci-fi bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they put out. They put out an ion tachyon pulse that disrupts. The <laughs> no, they don't. I think bullshit. I genuinely think that the Klingons I'm making were, it up. I'm coming I, up with that. I, I think, yeah, I think Klingons were like, we, oh, we gotta show him our cool shit, you know. And yeah. they uh, have a look at how much bigger we are than you. Yeah, yeah, that was surprising <laughs> how big the, the 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 flagship was compared to like mm-hmm. just like it's really I, big. Yeah, wait, because like. I'm actually thinking, is the... Wait, let's have a look. Is the the ship that they're flying... Uh, oh, it's not the flagship. No, no, it's, no, the, no. it's the Shinzo or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, Shinzo. Or do you Shinzo. mean the, the bird of prey? I was just... Yeah, Shin, uh, Walker... Walker... Walker class. A walker... <laughs> He's a walker class. He walks about. Okay. <laughs> I just go and walk around a yeah. bit and see what's, uh, see what's happening. Yeah. I don't know if there are, like, specific designations for these uh, in terms of, like, is this, like, supposed to be a warship or is this supposed to be, like, a exploration ship? Or It doesn't say here. I'm looking at the wiki and it's like, well, it's just right. a ship. And it's like, okay. It's just, it's just a ship with people on it. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, so the Klingons do a thing in this that is interesting in concept but feels a little bit like counterintuitive to the Klingon ideal, mm-hmm. I guess. Where they, like, take the dead and they put them in a coffin no, that's... and then they put the coffin into, on the side of the ship. That's been the episode and we haven't watched that episode yet. What? <laughs> oh, no, that's no. the no. first episode. No, 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 you're right. They're doing, like, they do the the wake right for the for the yeah. Klingon, for the Klingon, and that's when that's when the albino Klingon comes up and he's like, "I'll I'll be the guy instead. I'll be the torchbearer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... and they're like, "You an albino? Ew. Ew. But then no honor. The... Albinos can't have honor. Yeah. Gingers have no souls. Albinos have no honor. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works in Klingon. Yeah, they have uh, the entire thing is like, I'll carry the Kalis's like. Light or whatever the, they call the it, light like, of Kales shines on. Yeah, him. and he puts his hand and it burns and whatever. Yeah, and that's what makes me white. Yeah, and <laughs> so they shoot the coffin onto the side. But what I was trying to say was, it feels a little like I don't know, like you 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 you're using the dead to you got to like build a wall of the dead bodies and then cower behind them in your ship. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that. Like, it feels a little. It feels a little. Anti-Klingon. And also, like, I'm pretty sure... It's a cooling concept, but I feel like a different different race should do that. I'm pretty sure uh, there was an episode in, like, I don't know which 
at this point which which episode it was, but definitely there was an episode they mentioned about how Klingons don't really care about the body, right? They're like, yeah. this is just a vessel for the soul. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it does seem kind of like, why would they care about like... Put... Carrying their dead with them. Yeah, kind because of, they specifically say like in the... Like when they when they finally like realize what the coffer like what the things are on the actual ships mm. is like oh they don't make for any, like good armor so it's like only like yeah. it does seem like there's an emphasis of it being like spiritual right not like yeah like, like I don't think the dude who died cares he's in Stovacor yeah he's in Stovacor they open his, his, his eyes in they open his eyes because supposed they to be do. like the opposite of what... so the opposite of humans yeah. We close the eyes when they're dead. They like, no, you have to be seeing shit yeah. when you're dead. And then, yeah, they go like, ah, when they when all the kids <laughs> shout um, mm. and stuff like that. Which kind of, I guess that's what we know that Klingons do when someone dies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah, because they're like supposed to be like the new torchbearer, like. Do we know yeah. who the torchbearer? What's his purpose is? It is we isn't explained yet, right? What the torchbearer yeah, is, know. right? Like I should make more concise notes next time <laughs> for myself. Um, no, but either way, we have that guy dead. Um, we go back to the ship, and uh, Michael has a has a call with Sarek, a hologram call. Mm-hmm. Where Sarek is like walking around her room, leaning on desks and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty funny because we're like, oh, so does he have like a desk there? Like, <laughs> does he have a desk there? Or is he like, does he point at things in her room and then click a button and it like simulates him sitting there? Yeah, like VR chat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, he he has a seat and they have a heart to heart, and she's like, how did the Vulcans get along with the Klingons? And Sarek is like, you just gotta shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got you just gotta you just gotta fucking shoot them just, a bunch, yeah. and then eventually they calm down. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're actually Vulcans are actually pretty dangerous. So <laughs> that's basically what they have. So we yeah, shouldn't yeah, attack yeah. them immediately when we see them because mm-hmm. we can't really take them on. Um, and then and they call that the Vulcan Hello. Yeah, in the title of the episode. The vo- the Vulcan Hello. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I love that. It is. I love it. It sounds like an uh, it sounds like an Urban Dictionary sex movie. Yeah, it does sound. <laughs> oh my god, a Vulcan hello. Yeah. The Vul- yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever had a girl give you a Vulcan hello? Yeah, and she they, they mind my melt man with gave you. me a Vulcan hello. They mind yeah. melt with you, and then you come, and <laughs> that's a Vulcan <laughs> that's, hello. <laughs> that's a Vulcan hello. It's too simple. It needs to involve like poop in some oh, way if no. it's an Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it has to involve like some kind of. The bodily waste. Oh, if it's on the Urban Dictionary. Uh, yeah, some sort. Of, we won't go into it. Uh, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we're talking about discovery now, it's a Vulcan not hello. Vulcan hello. Let me tell you, that's a Vulcan hello. You don't want to know about a Klingon. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the nasty stuff. Yeah. So they try to hail the, the, like, the ship, yeah. right? They're like, well, yeah, they're like hailing. Michael goes to the bridge and she's like, yeah, we need to shoot them. And everybody's like, why would we shoot them? We're peaceful. It's like, well, we just need to because they're Klingon. And everybody's like, hmm. Yeah. Mm, no, we're nah, Federation. I think, we're better than this. I think maybe we'll call them and offer them a, a piece, yeah. a, a branch of peace. Yeah. The olive branch of peace um, or whatever. 
So, to, so, but Michaels is like, no, we have to shoot them. Even if we end up killing everybody, we have to kill them. Yeah. Oh. Ha- it's, it just has to be. So Michael and Georgie goes into Georgie's, like, captain's ready room. And she's like, no, like we're, remember, not gonna, like, we're not going to shoot them. We're not allowed. We're literally just not allowed to shoot them. Yeah, like. Because of the Federation. We're just not allowed to. We can't instigate a war. Uh, but they yeah, also, it's against the rules. Yeah. They talk about, like, before. Before that, they have like the entire scene with the with the main Klingon baddie, and he's like, yeah. "Look, look out for the enemy. We have to watch out for the enemy that comes in peace." You know, he says in English. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the, the the kind of uh, uh, because he he wants to he base he just wants to be Kalos essentially. Yeah, yeah. All the Klingon houses are, are fractured at the moment, and he wants to reunite them like Kalos did. Yeah. So he's like, we're gonna we're gonna start a war with the Federation, and all of the all of the Klingon houses are gonna be back together again, mm-hmm. and we're all gonna be bros, and we're gonna have we're gonna have blood wine parties, and we're gonna have brunch with Ractaginos, and then we're gonna have and we're gonna we're gonna kill the Federation. We're gonna have Targs fighing, and we're gonna have we're gonna have our Targs. We're gonna go to the Targ Park, yeah, <laughs> and walk our Targs around, you know, yeah. have fun. Yeah, it's gonna be just like old times when Kalos was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know when Kalis was around, he was the first thing to introduce a bunch of like, uh, you know, animal rights. <laughs> yeah, tag rights. <laughs> he loved targs. He loved targs, Kalis. Yeah, so he he was like the targs need to have more rights. Yeah, we have to... if if you if you were trying to apply for a a place to live on Kronos and they turn you away because you have a targ, we're not going to allow that. Yeah, anymore. yeah. You're not allowed to be discriminated against you, when you're renting a place if you have a targ. You have a right to anonymity when you report someone for abusing their targ and stuff like that. You yep. know, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. More targ rights. <laughs> More targ rights. Uh, so, so Michael, they go into the ready room. The Michaels is really adamant we have to kill the Klingons. Mm-hmm. Georgiou is like, are you saying that because we have to or because you want to kill Klingons because yeah. you're insane and crazy? Yeah. And bloodthirsty. Yeah. Um, so eventually Michael's just nerve pinches her because she's got Vulcan combat training. Yeah. She walks out on the bridge and she's like, okay, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> yes, the captain right. can shoot him, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go, go, don't, don't ask any questions. Yeah, shoot, I love, uh, shoot him. Uh, like she's trying to like <laughs> to get him to do it before they realize something's going on, like a child. They would. realize like immediately too. They're like, where's the captain? And she's just like, just shoot him. Don't worry about it. Shoot yeah, she be- I'm in charge. <laughs> she behaves like a fucking hitman where you killed someone in a separate room and you put their clothes. <laughs> Yeah. on and you walk out and it's clearly yeah. you're wearing someone else's clothes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they don't do it and then like after, like almost immediately uh-huh. the captain walks out with a gun and she's like <laughs> why did you try immediately <laughs> yeah. did you seriously just try to instill a mutiny and they're like, and she's like, oh, come on, bro. You trust me, right, Captain? We have to kill the Klingons. We have to shoot them yeah. right now. But they don't. And then, and then every, so the humans have called for backup before, and the Klingons also called for backup. But who turns up first is all the Klingon families. Uh huh. And that's, that's how Sting for the next episode. That's how Hook. Yeah, because they did like that. Oh, no. They did like the. There's 800 Klingon ships now. Yeah, they did like the thing, right? They did like, uh, uh, (laughs) they know, Klingons know that nothing travels faster than light. So they just lit a big beacon, like fucking Romans. 
and said, like, you know, <laughs> if you, if any Klingon sees a, a light in the sky, like a sun, let's say, but this is a different light, so you can pick it mm-hmm. up properly, so you can actually, so you know, this is like a Klingon warning, you know, uh, uh, come, you know, help us with a fight yeah. sort of beacon. Does subspace transmission not travel faster than light? I, I, I think they would, right? So what's the? I thought that's the whole point that they use subspace. Yeah, like don't they like so? Was was it the the only reason to do the actual light of Kalis or whatever they called it? Like the 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 thing was it just to blind them? That's it. Because like they they remember they like mute the thing, mute the yeah, mute the microphones we have on the outside of our shit. Yeah, because I think it's I think it was more for. I, we didn't touch on that, but yeah, they like the Kalis beacon thing. Um, I think it's more for a poetic, like, Klingon thing. Just some stupid Klingon thing that's not very useful, but they do it anyway because yeah. it's like, well, that's what Kalis did. Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, all the, the... It's symbolic. Yeah, the reinforcements for the Klingons come and they're like... They zoop in. They zoop. And I always like when, like, I think... The only series that didn't do this was DS9, but like in any other stuff, like it's always like just like two lines of ships just facing each other, just in space. Yeah, cool. Like, like Legends of the Galactic Heroes yeah, or something. Yeah, like, or like, you know, like they had, I guess we never saw a beginning of a battle in DS9, so it was always just like skirmishes that we mm-hmm. already saw. But like, um, it just looks like, you know, Civil War tactics, as if they just stand, you know, they had their muskets yeah. ready and they're just like, yeah. and fire! <laughs> you know? That's what it just it reminds me of when they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, in DS9 we all, all we, we, we got the cool war, so you know that. Yeah, we got the cool war that made it interesting. Yeah, the only it was reason, boring up until then. Yeah, the only interesting part of DS9 is the war, and that's uh, that's why the only reason why people like DS9 is because yep. of the war. Yeah, see, I was it was a snooze fest until they gave him a ship. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what are we even doing yeah. here? But then they gave him the Define. I'm like, oh, 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 oh ship. That's that's what was good about this this episode of Discoveries that we know is a ship, mm-hmm. right? So we're we're good, right? Yeah. We so can, that's why it's more exciting with DS9. We can it. wipe away our, our sweat of our of our brows knowing that there is going to be a <laughs> ship in this series. Ooh. Ooh, I was worried there wasn't gonna be a ship in this <laughs> series. Ooh. Boy am I glad that there's a ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that's the episode one of Discovery. No, that's episode that all the Klingon ships turn up. Yeah, like, and we're like, whoa, what's gonna happen next? What did you think of this? Like watching it, like now that this is like a new thing, right? It's a new, 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 new yeah, Star Trek, new, new, new Trek, new Trek, new metal, new <laughs> and new yeah, Trek. exactly. We already had new Trek, and it was TNG. Yeah, this is new, new Trek. New- <laughs> This is new. It's like po- this is new, new it's post the new trek. Post. This is neo post new trek. Yeah, uh, grunge core. Yeah, like I feel like I don't know. Like I like I don't know. Like I feel like the technology and stuff like that. Like I do enjoy the like kind of old school aesthetic of Star Trek when it comes to technology and stuff. The the original series, the, style. the original series style, and like Hard even board, like sliding doors, even and stuff. even in Star Trek Enterprise, we got some really cool stuff when it comes to just like the way the phasers looked. And was mm-hmm. it phasers at that point? 
they weren't phases, right? Mm-hmm. They were called like something else. But um, the way their weapons looked and their the way they're like uh, they had like that sort of NASA feel to to yeah, to the yeah. designs and like oh we just Luchisa like when we talked about it, it was like we would just compare like the the Enterprise the first Enterprise Enterprise just looks like a submarine right but yeah. it's just in space yeah. right and mm. I feel like that look is a lot more interesting than just like. Super high tech. Super high tech. That's like bordering on magic technology. Bordering on magic and just like it's so like it's so like the designs are so streamlined that there is like mm-hmm. not much character to the actual like things that are around you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the f- yeah, I get what you mean. I think that's that's really present in the uniform. Yeah, like you look at you look at the the. Uh, the Star Trek Enterprise uniforms, and it's all—it's like you get the immediate feeling that it's like, okay, this is like a jumpsuit. This is NASA. Yeah. This is this is uh these these are very much like old world, like stuff that is within our design sort of parameters. Yeah. As we currently are, and then you look at stuff like you know TNG and stuff, where it's like, okay, well, this is like four hundred years in the future, and it's style that feels like it's maybe been adopted uh, from from lots of different cultures pulling together. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it makes sense. And then you have... So this uh, is just kind of like... And then you have the original oh. series, and it's just, oh, this is a lounge room. Like, the, the bridge yeah. is a lounge, and <laughs> yeah. that's why, yeah. you know, it's a, Kirk it's a, needs, it's a swing. He needs his V-neck to be half down, <laughs> down his chest. Everybody there is, everybody there is there for a, a swinging party. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's there for a key party <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe. Um, but then you got this and it's like well they're kind of just like blue and gold and silver is the ranks I guess. Yeah it's like no it's silver then it's like bronze I think engineering is supposed to be like bronze okay because there is at least for me there is no there is like the gold and the bronze (laughs) uh, detailing on those suits are basically the same yeah as far as I'm concerned I only saw silver and gold. Yeah like that's the thing because like I was purposefully trying to work out which things are different right like like mm-hmm. and it's it it has like that problem of i like, remember on twitter that dress the blue dress the blue the blue and gold the, the, the white and something yeah like yeah. because the colors are so similar and because of they're so dependent on the lighting in the scene they look differently like you know what i mean because the colors yeah. are so like slightly different and they also have like that like shine to them that because of because of what the design, it changes the way it looks on camera, right? So you're like if, yeah. constantly trying to figure out, like, oh, is this supposed to be engineering, or is this supposed to be office? You know, officers. You know, it feels like it feels like the first original series movie. You know, the first Star Trek movie yeah. where they were all wearing like beige and white and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. There's no, there's no clear visual signifier of like this person is this thing, this person is this guy, you know? Yeah, like we, like I pointed no clear it, colors. Yeah, know? I pointed it out at some point that like, oh, they're doing like a thing that instead of the pips, they have like the things on their actual badge. Yes, they have pips on the badge now, which feels like but a little, little waste. Not, not only because I think I also saw a badge that didn't have the pips but it had the stripes on it, which is so you're already and there like was that one and there's that one badge that has like the rectangle around it. Yeah, 
that so you and stuff yeah exactly so it uh, the only re- like I feel like the only way I can work out what these mean is if I Google it instead of having to like just get it out of the actual show itself you know because like it's yeah. clear like the more pips you have the higher your rank right you know what we need we need the actors to complain about how uncomfortable they are yeah uh, like Picard pick uh, uh fucking uh, Patrick Stewart complained about how uncomfortable the suit was <laughs> so they gave him a cool jacket yeah. Exactly. They were like, okay, well, here's your captain's jacket instead. It's make way more comfortable. And it looked fucking sick as hell. Yeah, didn't we, like, look up the pricing on trying to get, like, we, a replica? And it was like, if you could buy it, $500 or something. <laughs> like, well, it's the thing where it's like, here's a really nice looking jacket. I could, I could feasibly see myself, if I really wanted to splash out on a jacket. I could buy a captain's jacket from Star Trek. It, I would be I would be up for that. That's our goal. If we Sorry. ever become uh, people actually <laughs> yeah. want to listen to us talk and yeah. this will become like a mono- uh, monetizable thing, two of us are going to get matching jackets and <laughs> like Picard jackets, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. that's our goal for this podcast. It isn't actually that's what it is, right? It isn't me finding my podcast voice. Or it isn't me finding my confidence. It's me getting a fucking jacket. That's what it's we'll going to be. Get, we'll both get a cool captain's jacket and then we'll stop recording. <laughs> You know. all, 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 if we ever get money for advertising, it goes in a big fund that just says Max and Ben's Captain ja- Captain's Jackets. <laughs> That's the goal. Alright. Um, I don't know. Overall, it's like... It, it could have potential, but at the same time, there are lots of small details that kind of make me... Not like annoy me, because it's like... I don't know, it's a TV show. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like... It's just like I, I'm getting this vibe the whole time that it's like this feels like a it's supposed to be a different timeline, but it clearly isn't. Mm-hmm. It's clearly supposed to be a, like just before the original series. Yeah, in terms of timing, like that's where so it's like, well, all right, okay, I guess if this is if this is the way we're going, then fine. Yeah, like I was saying, like when we started watching it, like when we actually looked up like where it is in the timeline, it was just like, why? If you're not going to stick to like kind of the rules and stuff like that that have been set up, why just not make it like you know take place in the future? Because at this point, it's a it's a prestige television franchise mm-hmm. and series, and it needs to be cinematic because of that. Yeah, but it doesn't mean and it has to be in the past, right? No, no, no. But the 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 cinematic aspect has been set up now with the J.J. Abrams. Oh! The original series was cinematic, mm-hmm. so you set it around there, it can continue to be cinematic. Okay. And, I don't know, I don't know, I prefer it when it's not as cinematic. I prefer kind of like the goofier side of things. Yeah! I mean, you know, that's that's kind of a little bit of what's missing from this so far, is like a nice kind of goofy aspect. The kind of goofiness that maybe that that you would see in like TNG or DS9 or Voyager, mm-hmm. and even a little bit of Enterprise, more closer to the end than the beginning. But you yeah, know. what do you mean, <laughs> goofy? <laughs> would you mean Star Trek? Star Trek, Star Trek Voyager? Not for what am I saying? Star Trek Enterprise. It had its goofiness from the beginning. Just look at Tapal and the way she looked in the beginning but, of that but show. No, so it's like it's it's a 
It's okay. This is it's a bit hard for me to describe. I mean, kind of like the intent behind it. I feel like there's a level of self awareness when it comes to a lot of the goofy aspects of like TNG and stuff. Yeah. Like they they kind of wrote data to be a little bit silly. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, but but like the Topol stuff is funny early on in Voyager. But I don't think Enterprise. It. I didn't think Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> I keep fucking. I mix those two up all the time. It's fucking annoying. In Enterprise, I don't think they wanted Topol to be goofy, funny, yeah, and like weirdly sexualized. She, and no, stuff. They, I think they were just like she's gonna be cool. She has to wear midriff. She's gonna. She has to. She has to have her midriff showing all the time. Yeah. And the very first episode, we need to see her getting rubbed down yeah. with oil. I'd, I'd, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they wanted it to just be like they wanted it to be sexy. Yeah, you know, they wanted it's like it, this Star Trek is sexy. Well, I wonder if this young, uh, this series is going to be sexy in some way. We gotta, we gotta see. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I bet. I bet it's gonna. I bet it's gonna go woke and it's gonna go broke. <laughs> That's my worry. <laughs> yeah, this, that's my problem. At this point, it has what three seasons when we're watching it, which is like four, four seasons, four seasons. So you know, mm-hmm. it got renewed. Let's see if it's gonna it get cancelled, mm-hmm. like Enterprise on the fourth season, right? On the fourth season, yeah. But the, we looked that up, and the thing with Enterprise was more like there was the split in ownership. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was like, no, they probably would have made more Enterprise if they had the rights, yeah, Scott, <laughs> if they were able to. If Scott Bakula was able to, you know, would continue to Scott be our, was, our favorite captain. He was raring to go. Yeah. He was. He loved being yeah. an archer. He wasn't doing anything else. Yeah, he puts on Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and, and then he mm-hmm. just flies off into the stars. That last episode of uh, Enterprise is really funny. Yeah. It's just like, no, you know what? It was about Riker all along. That's <laughs> so funny. Like It's always been about Riker and Deanna, yeah. and here's a little bit of Brent Spiner being like, I'm Data, hello. <laughs> Hi, Deanna. Hello, it's me, Data. Hi, Data. No, 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 no. It's, he's, it's just him on the... Because he never is shown, right? Yeah, he's on the he's phone. On the phone. Yeah, he's like, he's leaving a message for Deanna on, on, her, on her communicator. They had to do it. He was... <laughs> Brent Spiner was driving a car while recording his line. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can, if you listen closely, you can hear the the wind noise going in the background. Yeah, the LA traffic in the background. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, kind of being a little bit disjointed about Star Trek, but we're mm-hmm. kind of excited in recording it's this. And I like talking about Star Trek. Yeah, I remember when we. It's very fun to just go on tangents about stuff. You know. Yeah, and there's a lot of tangents to go. Uh, there's a lot because there's on. just so much crap in this thing. Yeah, this show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember when we, uh, when we were waiting for someone in a cafe, and we ended up mm-hmm. talking about DS9 for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were gonna go meet some people, and we we're like, well, for now, let's just go have a coffee and like sit for a bit, and then we talked about Star Trek for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Like it's just so because it's just such a stupid show. Yeah, it's just so. Stupid. It's ridiculously stupid, and I can't. It's, I, <laughs> it's I, great. I, my my brain is worse for it, knowing that facts about I it. I mean, didn't you say maybe we should start the next? Maybe you should tell this next time about how the about how and uh, Star Trek Enterprise kind of like 
ruined your hope for mankind. Oh. <laughs> like, it kind of made you see... Should they do it now? I'll do it now. No, we're the... Nah, uh, nah, we'll, nah, we'll talk uh, about it next Okay. Alright. We've been talking for that's a while. Uh, that's our stinger to get you to watch the next... Yeah. Uh, listen, watch. How, listen to the next episode of our podcast. It's shorted out, sir. We're gonna have to phaser it. Then what are you waiting for? Right away, sir. Faster would be better than... I can't, sir. We don't want to... That's enough. But, sir... Stand aside, Carlton. I'm going through. You're alive. Good. 